Hey, it's Seeking Plum. So two people in my family have had a secret for decades, a lifetime in fact. And although this secret is somewhat out in the open, we all know it exists, none of us knows what it is. It's the strangest thing. First, let me tell you a little bit about my grandparents. My grandmother was born in 1919, and my grandfather was a year younger, and they were married just shy of 60 years until my grandfather passed of cancer. My grandmother lived for another, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, and she passed when she was 96, about two years ago. I can't say that I'd ever seen them argue, and they were always very gracious and thoughtful with each other thinking about what the other might like and whether they could get it for them, do it for them. If they exchanged a look across the room, they didn't have to say it. You could just see it in their eyes. They loved each other. Even after decades of being married, it was, it was just beautiful to see. You know, you, you sort of felt like you were, you were a part of something and yet not. And maybe, maybe it was just being present and witnessing it that made you feel a part of it. As long as memory serves, around five or six o'clock at night, every single day, it was cocktail hour. And my grandfather would mix up their cocktails. And my grandmother would get snacks. And sometimes that would be peanuts or crackers and cheese or those particularly crunchy potato chips. It, they had to be just the right kind of potato chips though. And uh, as kids, course we would just partake in the snacks not the drinks but yeah that would happen about an hour and a half before dinner and it was a leisure just coming together to to enjoy each other's company and visit for them it was also the enjoying of the drinks but mostly it was all of us just coming together they were they were like the perfect grandparents you'd imagine my grandmother loved to bake and she would bring me into the kitchen and teach me how to make some of her her recipes that I still sometimes make now. You know, I want to carry on those traditions. And and we played a lot of card games and my grandfather would he would slide those glasses down his nose and he'd tilt his head down and peer over those glasses and give you that that stern look that wasn't for real. <laughs> and just and just give you that look. It was sort of teasing, but you also longed for it, you know? It was something that only he did, but you, you sort of wanted that scolding look <laughs> if, you, if you beat him at the game or something. But let's get back to the secret. These two people loved each other like I've not witnessed two people loving each other. And they created something special between them. It was an acronym that no one has solved and they've never told a soul. They swore they would never put it in a will, they would never write it down, and they would never tell anyone. And as far as anyone knows, no one knows what it stands for. It hasn't stopped us from trying to figure it out, but they would just laugh and smile and look at each other with love and that knowing look that we haven't figured it out, that we don't know, and that they love each other and just carry on with what they're doing as, as we fumble our way trying to solve it.
But that acronym, they, they would write it everywhere. They put it on a boat they had at their cottage. They put it on the wall. They put it in notes, in cards. They'd say it to each other. And still, after 60 years of marriage and after 96 years of life, no one knows, no one knows what that acronym stands for. F-U-A-R-O. And we'll never know, except that it was born out of love. the mystery what does it mean f u a v o was that it seeking plum i love this story by the way i think it's fantastic i love hearing stories of people from a different era who made cocktails and organized snacks and spread this joy through their family and then they had this little secret that they took to their graves it's so tantalizing I want to know fucked up and oh it was R wasn't it F-U-A-R-O fucked up I'm really old I think that's what it meant that they wanted to grow old together and have a really good time doing it sorry about the swearing But um, that's what I think it means. Fucked up, I'm really old. (laughs) (laughs) I would have never uh, gone that route, considered that route before. But you never know. Uh, The first time I cussed in front of my very religious parents, they froze. They didn't move. They just stared at me. And I didn't know what to do, but my 95-year-old grandmother reached over, patted my hand, and said, It's okay, dear. (laughs) Sometimes I use words like that, too. So, we never know. Maybe maybe that was the acronym. There's one solution that my mother has been sold on, and that is for You Are Really Wonderful, where U was just the letter U, and she spelled wonderful instead of with a W with the word one, uh, O-N-E. But frankly, none of us really bought into that one. Hello, how are you, love? I hope you're doing well, having a great day. I am Tessie, the Black CCK, and I just wanted to, it's been a minute since I've like, had a chance to listen in on your podcast, but I do love it. And, um, and I really loved this particular episode. I thought it was so sweet, such a lovely story. Um, Georgie's comments and suggestions for what the word could possibly, what the acronym could possibly mean cracked me up. But Loki, I really loved her first interpretation because I, I feel like that was like, you know, I mean, it, it's a bit of a possibility. Um, yeah, and it's also, you know, sweet. It's also romantic and such. So let's go with that. So, <laughs> I don't know, though. I really, I would be so curious about what that could possibly mean, personally. What are some of, like, the better options that your family members came up with as I, as ideas? I wish I could remember, Tessie. It's been so long since we've had these conversations. I just, I don't remember. And I think that 
there weren't any that we were so convinced of or that we felt confident of that they really stuck with us, you know, except for the one that mom was sold on. And the more I think about it, like my grandparents love crosswords and so there were all kinds of words floating around in their brains. So they could have come up with anything. So it could have been a phrase like we've often leaned toward, but it could have also been five individual words that that acronym made up. Or it could have been some sort of a puzzle. Because I just remembered that my grandmother also liked these logic puzzles. She used to introduce them to me. She gave me these books. I loved them and I would have never learned about them if it wasn't for her. So it could have been that too. They could have, you know, reworked something there. Or two letters together could have been like the first two letters of a word or the middle two letters of a word instead of, uh, and so then we might be dealing with, you know, maybe two or three words making up something rather than five separate words. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking there's so many different options I hadn't considered until I started thinking about the fact that they both loved crossword puzzles and, well, puzzles in general. So I, I don't know. And then I thought about it today, and there's so many words that could fit if we just look at words. I, I don't know. I'm so curious. I'm so curious. I know they wouldn't tell me, even if I got close. They wouldn't. They'd just, they'd just look at each other with that knowing look. You know, and that that mushy <laughs> look in their eye for each other of love, and and we'd be out in the dark, <laughs> still curious. I'm wondering what kind of people they were. Now, fuaro, Spanish word. Mm, I went down that rabbit hole. <clears throat> I went back into old Egyptian fuaro. Hmm. I um, gave that up. And then I thought, well, I'll chance my arm fiercely upright and really observant. Now, I don't know enough about them to know if one of them could be fiercely upright and the other one could be really observant. Although your grandmother's reaction to you swearing supports uh, Georgie Deer's theory, doesn't it? You know, Paul, I don't know if fiercely upright and really observant is how they saw themselves or each other. Uh, but when you mentioned considering other languages, that got me thinking because I suddenly remembered they had done a lot, a lot of traveling. In fact, I lost track of how many countries they actually had visited. And, and so it's quite possible that the acronym is, if it is even an acronym, is made up of letters from another language. So I did a, <laughs> I did a Google Translate on the word today, and I don't think I came up with anything there. Uh, several languages translated it to the word fruit or the word cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not that. But maybe maybe another language could have been used uh, for the acronym. 
In fact, it, maybe it was a mixture of English and another language. I mean, we'll never know. But that's something else to definitely consider. Thanks for bringing that up because I had forgotten. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, you heard music from Vortex entitled Touch of Ice from the Free Music Archive under a Creative Commons license. The details can be found in the episode description.